Welcome to Genius Leadership, Overcoming Everything podcast. Join me every week for insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders about their roller coaster ride to leading from their zone of genius. I'm your host, Anna Lieben, and before we kick off, let me invite you to a complimentary strategy call where during 30 minutes we work on identifying your zone of genius and lay out a plan for you to stay in that zone as much as possible. Schedule the call via link in the show notes. And for now, let's take a ride together. Hey, Genius Leader, welcome to another episode of the Genius Leadership Podcast. Today is a new kind of episode. Drumlo, please. It's the first time I'm doing a solo. So the thing is that I love, 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 love conversations. I enjoy creating experience of a deep conversation where we can exchange experiences and knowledge with each other, uh, create some insights together and see this beautiful chemistry of synergy of one idea with the other, creating a blossom and, and the whole bouquet of new ideas, new insights. So this is definitely a passion of mine. But I want to keep this podcast fresh in a way and I want to keep experimenting and see what vibes and also get myself out of the comfort zone because getting people on the, on the show, interviewing them is my jam. I enjoy that and it's not out of my comfort zone whatsoever. So this episode is much more out of my comfort zone than all the previous ones because I'm not getting feedback. I'm just sitting and talking into the mic, looking at the, this red light on it. And hoping that you'll receive it well on the other side. So let me know what you think about it. The reason why I decided to change the things up a bit is that because I want to create some topics. Mini seasons, if you want. Themes, if you want. So taking some particular part of leadership that I think is important or that I observe people are struggling with. And then uncovering it with inviting people with different experiences and having conversations covering this topic from different perspectives, having different opinions here, and just playing around with the thoughts together. And I hope that in this way, when we have a series of a solo interview with me or a solo episode with me, and then four interviews approximately on the same topic, it will create this momentum for you. You'll listen to it because I see the episodes downloaded weekly, approximately the same amount, stable, coming on Wednesday or Thursday when we release the episodes. And then, of course, as we promote the podcast, there are more downloads coming throughout the week. But I know that you're listening every week. And I want to create momentum with that. I want to use this continuity of our conversations for you to deepen your knowledge, to really build the snowball of knowledge and snowball of development and transformation for yourself. So I hope this track of thought makes sense to you and I would love to hear what you think about it and how that resonates with you or not. As I said, nothing is cut in stone and I'm going to keep experimenting and you're going to just win from <laughs> letting me know your thoughts so that I can take them into account when I'm designing the next uh, iteration of the episode. So the first theme would obviously be knowing yourself. I'm a, such a huge believer in personal development and in self-leadership. I know the research behind it, and I see a lot of successful leaders preaching it and showing by their example how important successful self-leadership is, that I couldn't choose any other topic for that. 
And as, as I said, it will be a different kind of conversations about knowing yourself in this theme. And I want to give you a bit of a context. We're talking about leadership. And statistics shows that 75% of employees leave managers. Not the job, not the company. They leave their managers when they voluntarily decide to quit the job. 75%. That's three out of four people leaving your company who are somehow not satisfied with the leadership, be it you or someone under you who is leading that particular person. And think about all the costs related to hiring and retaining talent. I mean, all the costs that are related to human resources within the companies are taking the vast majority. I've heard something around 75-80% of costs are actually people-related in the companies. That's a lot. And that's why whenever some crisis hits, the first thing that you could do Usually you get rid of people because that's the biggest cost. And think about it. If it costs you so much to look for new talent, to onboard them, to continuously train them, to pay them and pay the taxes for for paying them and so on and so forth. And then 75% of people who are leaving are leaving because of bad leadership. That's the best investment you can do in your company's growth and sustainable operations is actually investing in your leaders. And I'm making a pause here just for you to sink that information in. When we're talking about coaching or some kind of development for leaders, this is not a kind of exclusive thing that only fancy C-suite people are getting in the company. We are talking about the bottom line of the company. If you can manage to create the company culture that is led by healthy leadership, you are affecting directly all the other components that are essential for the success of your business. A bit of different statistics that I want to also drop in here as a context. In the US economy, stress costs $300 billion per year. And workplace stress is blamed for 120,000 deaths per year. I mean, this is a third of the population of the country I am living in. 120,000 people are losing their life per year due to stress-related reasons, be it a disease that comes from stress, be it some accident that is caused by stress and lack of attention and so on. This is a lot. And we're talking about workplace stress. So think about it. Not only are you affecting the bottom line of your company, if you're investing in yourself as a leader and investing in the leaders within your organization, but you're also affecting lives in a good way. Again, I want you to get that in, to let it sink. Working on yourself, you help create a healthy culture within your organization that positively affects the mental health, the well-being of your employees. And not only does it save your money, it also can save lives. And if that is not big, I don't know what is big. (laughs) And that is why I have chosen knowing yourself as the first theme for this new kind of episodes. And the connection there is, if you don't know yourself, if you don't know what's going on within yourself, it's difficult for you to be fully present for your people. You're going through the motions, you're in the firefight mode, you're just solving all other people's problems, you just get your to-do list grow and grow and grow and grow, you're overstepping all the boundaries for yourself and for the others, you're just creating some very unhealthy relationship with yourself, with your employees, with your dear ones at home and so on. On the other hand, if you know yourself, 
if you continuously spend time, and I'm not talking about hours per day of meditating or whatever like that. No, we're talking about minutes per day. Minutes. If you're spending the time, you know what's going on in you. You get the power of actually acting instead of reacting. You get the tools and the insights that you need to get out of that firefighter mode, to become that proactive leader that you want to be and you know you can be, to get back into your zone of genius that we talk about in this show. By having the space and the time in your day to look inwards, to see what's working with you, for you, to be honest with yourself, brutally honest about what not works, is the super powerful way of serving your employees. Because you're an example. You can say some things and they make, can make all the sense in the world for your employees. But then when you don't follow that piece of advice yourself, you're sending a different signal. And that signal is so much more powerful than your words because it's your actions. If you're talking about the importance of the mental health of your employees, for example, but yourself, you are working late at night, for example, you're showing that, no, the project deliveries are more important than my health and the deadlines are more important than my feeling well. If you're talking about the openness to failure in the company, but then you beat yourself up and you kind of, Ignore your own failures, for example, having them as the elephant in the room, not talking about them. Then you're sending the signal to your employees that, hey, it's not okay to fail, actually. And I can give a hundred more examples like that. But the thing is, quite often we're not doing those things on purpose. We're not sending those conflicting signals out of bad intention. We're sending them, we're creating those situations because we're not aware of the misalignment that is happening. And that is where reflection. There is where the time to understand yourself, learn about yourself, pays off big time. That is where you get the insights that help you to align, help you to manage stress better, and ultimately actually avoid the stress and prevent it because you know what is important for you. You know what you want to prioritize in your life. And that knowledge helps filter away all the noise, all the fuzz, all the stress. And it helps you create actions and have behaviors that support the lifestyle you want to create for yourself, that support the culture you want to build in your company, that support you becoming this ultimate best version of yourself that you want to be. So I hope I've sold you on to the idea of why it's important to know yourself for you as a human, but also for you as the leader in your organization. And I'll shortly present the guests that will be in this series And then maybe give you a couple of examples of how you can actually integrate those couple of minutes of reflection in your life. So one of the guests will be Ted Lusk. And with him, we're going to talk about introverted leaders. Are they like unicorns? Do they even exist? And if they exist, can they actually do a good job and enjoy their work? Because quite often we think about leaders are the people who are standing in front of the others, who are leading the others. And we think about introverts uh, as people who just want to sit in their corner, not talk to too many people and so on and so forth. So by default, those two pictures don't really go together into one successful picture of a leader. And this is what we discuss with Ted. We are talking about what kind of traits the introverts usually have, what kind of challenges they face when they are in leadership positions or they are entrepreneurs. Then we'll also talk about the needs of the leader or of the introvert and the signals that your body and your mind can send you when you're not 
nurturing those needs of yours and the strategies you can build for yourself to nurture those needs, to build your leadership position and design it in the way that will actually help you be successful in that position. I also talked to Patrick Ayander. He is, I call him a magic creator in the business world. He's helping founders grow their businesses, but in a very unconventional way, let's say it that way. And he is one of those people who has his silence, the silence in his head. And he's had it naturally since he was a child. And I wanted to bring him on the show to discuss what that creates for him and also how can all of us create that silence because it's very valuable. Petri talks about motion that is not necessarily creating progress. And I think this is very triggering, but it's also so true. Just because you're moving, just because you're busy, doesn't mean that you're progressing. On the other side, if you have the time to be bored, which is the prerequisite for being silent in your head, if you can be silent in your head, you create the space for this reflection. And in that reflection, you can explore yourself, you can understand better your life, what's going on, and you can design your business and lead others and your company in such profound, profoundly better way that it's difficult to compare. So with Pietro, we're going to talk about different ways of creating that silence in your head, redesigning your life. I have, you'll hear an interesting conversation about two different approaches to calendar of having it completely booked and blocked with different things versus having nothing in it. And yeah, you can guess who is on which side of, of that attitude towards calendar, me and Petri. And um, here how we agree and disagree there. And it was a fun conversation that way. Next, you will hear Jeremy Blaine. Jeremy is teaching organizations how to survive in the transformations, in the time of the transformation that we'll have to go through. We talked about those, or Jeremy talked about those transformations already before COVID. And of course, COVID has just made things clearer where the transformations have to happen, what kind of transformations we need to go through. And with Jeremy, we're talking about unleashing the inner CEO. He has recently released the book that is called The Inner CEO. And that is the guidebook for both organizational leaders and for all the employees on how to create an organizational structure that supports in-role responsibilities and CEO and how people on each level uh, in the company can actually take that in-role responsibility or in-role CEO to boost themselves and to empower the company as well. So as Jeremy, we discuss how organizations can create the culture where everyone can be empowered to step into that CEO role. And we talk about how the employees can actually do that. We also discuss what comes first, whether you can do those, build those processes in parallel or any of them has to proceed. And I'll leave it as the cliffhanger to, for you to know what. We also discuss how to deal with people who maybe not don't want to get into the inner CEO role, whether it's okay to have those people on the team or not, and yeah, what you should do with them. And lastly, we talk about what creating this culture where everyone can be the inner CEO makes possible for the leaders of the organization. And I really love how Jeremy is talking that that really gets time for the leaders. So when you succeed with creating the culture where everyone can step into that inner CEO role, you 
are getting back your time. That's the most valuable resource these days, right? We all know that our time is precious and we all want to have more of it. I hear it from so many leaders that they would like to have a couple of those extra hours on top of the 24 in the day and that no one would be knowing about their having those extra hours. It's not about that. It's about getting your hours within those 24. And Jeremy's experience and my experience as well shows that you can create those hours. There's several extra hours within those 24 of your day that will be a total game changer for you, for your relationships at home and your hobbies and the family and so on, but also for your organization. And how you, by creating the culture, you also empower your employees. You give them permission to use their brains and their creativity to the best. You bring the best out of the people. So listen to our conversation with Jeremy as well and get insights into creating the inner CEO-powered organization. Lastly, in this series, we'll have Mandy Sangira. She is a philanthropist and award-winning activist in human rights. She's been speaking at the House of Representatives in the U.S. multiple years. She's been collaborating with UN on multiple projects, doing a lot of things that are acknowledged in the world. And you'll hear more about her in the introduction to the episode. And with Mandy, we're talking about the unconscious biases, and especially in tech, how our unconscious biases get into the services and the products that we develop nowadays with artificial intelligence, for example. What kind of problems that creates when we don't know what we don't know, and then unknowingly we put that into the products and the services that we create. It's a tricky conversation, and we don't say that we have all the answers here, but we want to create the space for conversation about that and really want to get you aware of the challenges there, aware of the risks, and also inspire you with some actions uh, that you can take with you and avoid those pitfalls in a business. Mandy is also talking a lot about mentoring others and sending the elevator back. So once you have reached some heights, and it doesn't have to be the absolute top that you think you will ever reach in your life, whichever step of your career, whichever step of your life development you are at, there are always people who are a couple of steps behind you. Not because they're worse, but just because they started later, for example. And Mandy is talking about the power of reaching out the hand down those steps and sending the elevator back to them and sharing your experiences and creating space for those people to join the table and to join the conversation so that together we can actually create the change in the world that we want to see. And she's talking generally about working for the cause and not for applause. And she's a great example of how that can manifest and can really create change in the world. So those are the people whom I'm bringing into the series of Knowing Yourself. You're going to learn about yourself. You're going to see how you can explore and and inspire your employees to learn about themselves. And you'll learn how to know or learn what you don't know and how that affects your company and how you can bring that new knowledge into things that you create with your organization. Going back to some tips on how you can create that space for reflection for yourself. I've already known, mentioned this on the, on the podcast a couple of times that I'm a big proponent of daily journaling. And I know that some of you think, oh, I already have so many things in my days. I don't have another like space or capacity for another thing to add to my to-do list or to my daily routine. And I want to challenge you. 
Because if you are so busy that you don't have the time for a couple of minutes of life-changing habit in your life, you need to reevaluate things in your life. You really do. Daily journaling is the habit that can change your life. And then I'm not talking about this kind of flip of a switch that one day you journal and then the next day you wake up and you see completely differently and everything in life is upside down in a good way. No, it's not happening that way. It's a gradual process. And I know this is not what our brains want to hear. We want those quick wins. We want that quick feedback. But if you want to take power of your life and if you want to create this real transformation in your life, then you need to do small steps every day that will end up in a completely different space. It's making those shifts that are one degree off the current course. You don't notice that one degree when you see. But the further you go, the more you're actually away from the original course. And you end up in a completely different space in the end. And that's how I want you to think about your personal development. It's about taking those tiny steps every single day and being okay with not seeing the instant gratification, not getting that instant gratification and seeing the immediate results and focusing on the progress. That's what I hear from so many clients of mine when I ask them like, okay, how has the journaling changed your perception? And they're like, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I, I just think differently. And here this happened. For example, I just take on the challenge that I would be avoiding before and then just kind of biting my elbows for not cha- taking the challenge on. Or I'm not going into the conflicts anymore just as I did before. I have the time to reflect and actually catch myself on that spiral that ooh, now I'm actually going into this defense mode. And they have the time to actually react differently. Those are the powers that journaling gives you. But as I said, it's not a quick win. It's a process. And I want you to challenge for this coming five weeks of this series, take the time and reflect every single day. Take the time to think, what am I doing right in this life? What am I proud of or happy with today? What am I grateful for? And what do I need help with? Reflect on those three things every single day in the coming five weeks of this series. And let's see how that changes. Changes the way you think, changes the way you act, changes how often you have to react, and how that affects your relationships, both with yourself and the others. I hope you're joining this journey and this challenge of mine that I spontaneously throw out there. And let's together get into this process of learning more about ourselves and getting to know ourselves. It's such a treasure. And it costs you nothing. So as always, thank you so much for being with me on this journey towards genius leadership. And as always, let me know what you think about the show, about this episode in particular. And if it resonates, share it. Share with people who you think would need to hear what I'm here to to tell. Because together we can actually create the change in the world that we want to see. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Genius Leadership. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button to not miss an episode. And to help more people become even better leaders, rate and review our podcast and share it with your communities. Remember, I'm always here for you. And I'm happy to connect with you on LinkedIn or via email or hope on a strategy call. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others. And it's my honor to be your guide in overcoming everything.